Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. If you would take your Bibles and turn to Joshua uh, chapter number 24. Joshua chapter number 24 is where we're going to be this morning. And uh, we have been going throughout this uh, month dealing with church polity. And uh, we spoke a lot about the elders on the, the first couple Sundays. Uh, we did miss a Sunday because of the flooding of the parking lot. And so uh, I didn't get to get to everything that I wanted to this month, uh, but we'll eventually catch up and talk more about the deacons. Um, and I uh, want to talk a little bit about that. Um, but also, uh, I, I, we're going to close with uh, the thought today, the importance of covenant membership. The importance of covenant membership, and if uh, you all know, you you received those three pieces of paper uh, back uh, about a month and a half ago, um, and in those three documents, we we have the church constitution that we'll be voting on today, uh, the statement of faith, and also the church covenant. And uh, we're, I just kind of want to explain of uh, why and the importance of having a church covenant, and we're going to look at the scripture um, to explain that. This morning, Joshua chapter number 24, and let's look at verse number 14 uh, this morning, and then we're going to jump down 14 to 15, and then we're going to jump down to 24 and verse number through verse number 27. Joshua 24, verse number 14, the Bible says this Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and insert and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you skip down to verse number 24, after Joshua has challenged the uh, people, the children of Israel to serve the Lord, this is what they decided to do. Verse number 24, and the people said unto Joshua, the Lord our God will we serve and his voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and set them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God and took a great stone and set it up there under an oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us. For it hath heard all the words of the Lord, which he spake unto us. It shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart, every man unto his inheritance. Once again, we're going to preach on the subject, the importance of, church, of a covenant membership. Let's go to him in prayer. Lord, we do love you. God, we're thankful for your word this morning. We're thankful for the singing that we've heard, that you truly are our cornerstone. And whenever troubles might come, Lord, we can trust in you. Father, we do ask that you would be with us as we go through this passage of scripture and study it. And Lord, I pray that you would just bring these things to light, that you would convict us, that you would bring unity uh, among Fellowship Baptist Church as we talk about this covenant membership. Lord, we do love you so much. 
We're so thankful for the opportunity that we have to grow together here as a body of believers at Fellowship Baptist Church. Lord, we do pray that you would be with me. I, I ask that you would fill me with your spirit, that you'd give me the words to say this morning, that it might be clear, and that you would move in a special way, and that you would not unite us this morning. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We find here, at the you may be seated, at the beginning of chapter number 24, um, Joshua begins to remind the people of Israel uh, of God's deliverance in their life. He says, listen, I want you to remember what God has done for us. He's brought us out of Egypt. He's brought us out of bondage. He's given us and brought us into the promised land. He's, he's given us a, a land that floweth with milk and honey. And he's been so good to us. He's, he's delivered us from, from this bondage. And, and then he goes on to encourage them because they have been delivered to decide that they will now put away all false gods and serve the one true God. They, and, and they, uh, verse number 24, it says that they agreed to Joshua. They said, hey, we are with you. Yes, you said you, as for you and your house, you're going to serve the Lord. But Joshua, we're with you as well. And we're going to serve God with all that we have. And so Joshua wants to give them some accountability with that decision that they make. And so what does he do? He makes a covenant with them and with God. And let me say this this morning, that we here at Fellowship Baptist Church have been delivered, amen? We've been delivered from our sin by our faith in Jesus' completed work on the cross. Listen, he died for us, amen? He died for us and he shed his blood to pay for our sin. He was buried, but he rose again on the third day, giving us life over death. We have truly been delivered this morning. And we need to remind it, we need to be reminded of what Christ has done for us. We need to, to daily remind ourselves as a church family, we need to remind ourselves, hey, we have been delivered. And because of our deliverance, uh, because he has delivered us as a church, I believe it is important to make a covenant with one another and with God that we, by the Holy Spirit's enabling, would live to honor and glorify the one who made us free. Amen? Listen, and that we would hold each other accountable to that. That we would help one another as we, as we together pursue to live for the glory of God. I want to look at this, uh, this importance of covenant membership. Let me say this. Properly communicated expectations serve to hold people accountable. Can you agree with me? They serve to hold people accountable. And as one person states, he said this, accountability breeds responsibility. Without accountability, people will do as they please, even if it means jeopardizing the well-being of other individuals in the church or the entire community of faith. You see, we live in a, 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 an age of individuality. That's the day we live in. Uh, we live in a, a day where people balk at being held accountable to anyone or to anything. We live in a me first generation, right? A me first world. And that has moved into the church. Authority is frowned upon today. Authority figures are frowned upon, such as look at, look at the police officers in, in our country today. They're frowned upon. Bosses, political leaders, pastors, and God, the ultimate authority figure. They're frowned upon. 
Tim Challey states this. He says, left to our own devices, we will soon devise or succumb to all kinds of evil. We need accountability. And God has anticipated our need by giving us the local church as the primary means of this accountability. I love that. And that's so true today. We need each other. We need to hold each other accountable here at Fellowship Baptist Church. The church does not exist to serve oneself or the preferences of people. I didn't get any amens there. The, serve is not, the church is not to serve each other's preferences. But no, the church is supposed to serve the commands of God. This means that the church cannot submit to the ideas of the world. But we must live by a higher standard and have a means of accountability in order to keep people on task with the church's mission. And one of the ways that we can hold people accountable and hold each other accountable is by establishing a church covenant. And I believe it's very important. And in our passage of scripture today, we will see that Joshua held each of the Israelites responsible for their actions by instituting a covenant. Let's look at this passage of scripture. First, let's look at verses 14 and 15. Verse number 14 through verse number 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And she's saying amen this morning. Amen. amen. <laughs> uh, right here, we see that Joshua communicated the expect expectations required in serving the Lord. And in doing so, he set the standard by which the people should live by. He stated that, that God should be first in their lives above all else. And he provided two primary instructions. Number one, serving the Lord. But also, number two, putting away all other gods and idols. That was his, his challenge to them. You know, those very first two things are found in the first 10 commandments of the 10 commandments. There's priority in those things serving God and, and obeying his commands, serving him and putting away all other gods, putting away all other idols. Joshua said this, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What was Joshua doing? He was stepping out and he was leading the people. He was saying basically, hey, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. How about you? Are, you? are you going to do this as well? Are you with me in this? Are we going to help each other? get through this. And Joshua stepped out to lead the way in wholehearted commitment unto God. Why? Hoping that others would now step out and commit to God. He stepped out in leadership and, and joined him. Listen, Joshua here implies that there is no half-hearted commitment. It's, there's no such thing as half-hearted commitment where, where we have one foot in the world and one foot in the community of faith. It doesn't happen that way. There could be no fence riding with, with Joshua. The people had to make a choice one way or the other. He said, choose for yourselves who you're going to serve. Choose. You make the decision. Is it going to be the Lord? Is it going to be the gods of Egypt? Is it going to be the gods, uh, gods of Amorites? 
whatever it might be, you have to make the choice. And if you wish to serve the Lord, then there can be only one decision that is right. And that is to follow the God of Israel. And he thought it was important to hold them accountable. Someone said this, why do so many churches find it difficult? Listen to this. Why do so many churches find it difficult to motivate members to give, serve, pray, and share their faith? And he answers that question by saying this, because those members were allowed to join with no expectations placed on them. There's no expectation. There's nothing for them to to agree to, to, to make a covenant together to move forward in serving God. So what what does Joshua do here? The people, let's let's look at verse number 24 and 25. He, He shows us here, hey, you have to make a decision. Verse number 24, and the people said unto Joshua, the Lord our God will will we serve, and his voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and set them a statue and an ordinance in Shechem. So the people had heard the expectations of Joshua, right? Serve the Lord, put away these idols. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And in verse number 24, they say, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to follow this. We're going we're gonna to make a commitment to serving God. And so what does Joshua do immediately? He makes a covenant with them. He makes a covenant with them. And here we're introduced to the Old Testament concept of a covenant agreement. In the Bible Knowledge Commentary, it's stated that Joshua 24 contains a covenant renewal document in which the people of Israel were called on to confirm their covenant relationship with God. The definition of a covenant is a contract or agreement between two parties. So for seeing true commitment from a congregation, I believe it's very important that a church should establish establish a membership covenant. For us to agree together, for us to commit together as a congregation, it is very important for us to establish a church covenant. And that's what we've, we've done. Uh, Mac, Roger McNamara says this. I like this. He says, most church covenants ask people to make a commitment to doing four things. And we can include this with ours uh, if, if you sum it all up. Number one, to protect the unity of the church by acting in love toward other members, by refusing to gossip, by following and cooperating with the pastoral leadership. One thing that the covenant does for a church is it brings unity. It brings unity. Not only that, but number two, to share in the responsibility of the church by praying for its spiritual and numerical growth, by inviting the unchurched and others to attend its services, and by warmly welcoming those who visit the services of the church. Number three, to serve in the ministry of the church by discovering their spiritual gifts and talents, by accepting training and equipping for ministry, and by developing a servant's heart. And number four, to support the testimony of the church by attending it faithfully, by living a godly life, and by giving regularly to its support. I like that. Listen, agreeing to a church covenant can make us feel uncomfortable, right? Some of us in here are probably thinking, wow, this makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable, that we're going to have to agree to a church covenant. Why is that? Because we don't like commitment. We don't like commitment. We don't like to be held accountable. And so we can oftentimes feel uncomfortable about it. Whitney Woolard says this, a covenant 
is a chosen relationship or partnership in which two parties make binding promises to each other and work together to reach a common goal. They're often accompanied by oaths, signs, and ceremonies. Covenants contain defined obligations and commitments, but differ from a contract in, the, in that they are relational and personal. Listen, think of a marriage. We make a covenant, right? When we get married, we, we, we make a vow together. And in love, a husband and a wife choose to enter into a formal relationship, binding themselves to one another in a lifelong faithfulness and devotion. Why? So that they can now work as partners to reach a common goal, like building a career or raising children together. That is a covenant. And that is what we are to do as a church. Hey, we agree together. Hey, this is what we are going to do together. We're going to help each other to do these things laid out in our covenant. We're going to help each other to live and and to bring glory to God here at Fellowship Baptist Church. And we're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to edify each other. We're going to lift each other up. We're going to encourage each other to accomplish these things. You know, our relationship with Jesus is seen as a marriage covenant. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter five, husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. That is a great mystery. But listen to what he says. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. I speak of Christ. So it's so important that we together make a covenant that we will strive to serve the Lord together. Amen. With all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. And that we hold each other accountable to those things that we agree to. Are we going to be perfect with these things? Absolutely not. Right? There's no one in here that's perfect. Are we going to hold to these things perfectly? No, but that's why we need the help of our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's why we need each other. That's why we need to be honest with each other. That's why we need to be accountable to one another so that we can accomplish the goals that Christ has for his church. It's important that we commit as a body of believers to partner together in striving to live by the covenant so that we can effectively accomplish the mission of the church of Jesus Christ. That's our goal. That's the reason why we have this covenant. But then let's also go on and look at verse number 25. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and set them a statute and ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God and took a great stone. And he set it up there under an oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, behold, This stone shall be a witness unto us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord, which he spake unto us. It shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. Joshua does this. Why does he do this? In order to provide a written account of their agreement. This is what he does. He sets up a stone. He says, listen, we have, I'm going to write this in. We're going to set up a stone. And this stone is going to remind all of us of the covenant that we have made to God and to each other. And we're going to help each other succeed in that covenant. We're going to help each other live according to that covenant. And that's exactly what it did. Listen, when people sign a membership covenant, it is important to provide some form of witness or visual reminder of the agreement made before God in the church. If you notice in our, in our church covenant that we have, there's a place for, for, for you to sign. 
there's a place for you to sign. And I believe that it's very important for us, for Joshua and for the Israelites, this witness was a stone, right? But for us today, it can be a signed document. For us to, to keep for ourselves, to remind us of the covenant that Fellowship Baptist Church is committing to. And so we can take this and use this as our stone within our homes. Amen? We can take this and sign this and agree to this as a family and say, hey, we can keep it in our, at our home in a safe place and remember, hey, this is our stone. This is the thing that we're going to look to. This is the thing, hey, to remind us, this is the things that we have committed to here at Fellowship Baptist Church. Don't be afraid of commitment. Amen? Don't be afraid of commitment. Commit to these things. Live according to these things and help one another to accomplish these things. Listen, I believe it's very, very, very important that we wholeheartedly commit to the Lord and to the purpose of this church. Amen? That we commit together for the purpose of this church. Yes, the covenant, but also our core values. Are we going to strive to keep Jesus first? Are we going to strive to serve others? And are we going to allow people to matter to us here? And are we going to be mission focused? We have to commit to those things together as a church. You know what happens when we commit to those things? There is power in unity. There is power in unity. And God will make himself known. Listen, it's important for us to commit to the Lord and the purposes of his church. Why? Because a lack of commitment often results in compromise. A lack of commitment often results in leading to inactivity. It leads to apathy. It leads to conflict. And ultimately, it leads to a poor witness to those who are without. And all of those things are destructive to the church's efforts in advancing the kingdom of God. And so we don't want those things to happen. Listen, just as husbands and wives, as they enter into a marriage commitment with the agreement to submit to one another, to remain faithful to each other, the Lord instructs the church to enter into a marriage covenant with his son, Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter five, Paul stated that the church is subject to Christ. Why? So that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Listen, if the church, if Fellowship Baptist Church is going to be above reproach, if we're going to be attractive to the world outside, then the members must submit themselves unto Christ, the head of the church. Amen? We must first and foremost submit ourselves to Christ, the head of the church. This means that we must uphold the commitments that are expected within the body of believers, that we take the church covenant, that we agree to it, that we sign it, that we, that we bring it home to our families, we read it together and we say, hey, as a church, as a family, we are gonna commit to these things. And together at Fellowship Baptist Church, let's be unified around this church covenant and allow God to work in a miraculous way. I wanna say that I wanted to go ahead and read the covenant this morning as we close. As those who have experienced the grace of a life changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen? We have the opportunity to reflect the character of Christ through the pursuit of certain attitudes and actions and the rejection of others. The scriptures refer to this reality as living by the spirit. I covenant to submit to the authority of the scriptures as the final arbiter on all issues. 
to pursue the Lord Jesus Christ through regular Bible reading, prayer, fellowship, and practice of spiritual disciplines. To follow the command and example of Jesus by participating in the ordinances prescribed to his church, by being baptized after my conversion, by regularly remembering and celebrating the person and work of Christ through communion. To regularly participate in the life of Fellowship Baptist Church by attending weekly services, engaging in gospel-centered community, and serving those within and outside of this church. To steward the resources God has given me, including time, talents, spiritual gifts, and finances. This includes regular financial giving, service, and participation in community that is sacrificial, cheerful, and voluntary. By God's grace, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to walk in holiness in all areas of life as an act of worship to Jesus Christ. Believers should strive to put certain attitudes and actions to death while stirring and stimulating love and good deeds through the Spirit. To refrain from such activities that the Scriptures would deem foolish. To take seriously the responsibility of Christian freedom, especially actions or situations that could present a stumbling block to another. To submit to the discipline of God through His Holy Spirit. By following the biblical procedures for church discipline, where sin is evident in, uh, in another, the, uh, the hope of such discipline being repentance and restoration, receiving righteous and loving discipline when approached biblically by fellow believers, to do the following when I sin, to confess my sin to God, to confess my sin to fellow believers when appropriate, when I have sinned against the fellow believer, when my sin has affected the body, when I need help and support with habitual sin, repent and seek help to put my sin to death, to submit to the elders and the other appointed leaders of the church and diligently strive for unity and peace within the church. Amen? These are the things that we should strive to commit to as a church family in unity. And as we do those things, I'm telling you, God will begin to bless Fellowship Baptist Church. He will continue to bless Fellowship Baptist Church. Amen? Amen. The importance of a church covenant membership. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information, check out fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.